that's why it's been so effective for bee venom is because it can fully eradicate the bacteria from your body. Whereas other treatments, Lyme bacteria is really, really smart because once it knows it's being attacked, it goes into hiding. So it'll go hide in your lymph, in your tissue, um, in your brain. And so the, the bacteria doesn't view bee venom as a threat. So it just can go at it and kill it all. Um, but yeah, so you sting yourself three times a week. You work your way up 10 stings in a session. So you start with one sting, and then a few weeks later, you go up to two stings. A few weeks later, you go up to three stings. So it took me about five months to get up to 10 stings. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two. And with that said, let's thrive. Good morning. Well, I should probably say hi, hello. This is the Let's Thrive podcast, but it is 8 a.m. here. I'm sipping on a peanut butter forcing mat at coffee and just thought I'd crank out a intro recording before I head off to work. So whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're having a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening, or good middle of the night. Maybe you have insomnia. I don't know. But I'm just excited because today's guest is some, it really aligns. Okay, that's what I'll say. Today's guest really aligns with where I'm at and something I wanted to talk about anyway. So this kind of works out. But today on the podcast, we have Holly Owens of the Instagram account Wealthy Belly. And wow, not only is she an inspiration, but she's just a lovely human being. She's a professional model, a health advocate, wellness guru. She lives in California and just lives such a high vibe life. Like, wow, I I can't help but feel good when I see her content or when I see her stories because she's just one of those people, you know, like you're just kind of, it's like she's an energetic magnet of good vibes. Not saying that she doesn't have bad days, but I think you know what I mean. But the reason that, you know, she aligns so well with what I wanted to talk about is because a big part of today's conversation is Holly's health journey, which like so many of us, it was long and tedious and heartbreaking at times. And, you know, in the end, she got through it. She's still working through it. But it's truly a story of, you know, hope, I think, because as you'll hear, she really went through the ringer. But the reason it aligns, like I said, with what I wanted to talk about is because I got news. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know by now, but maybe not. I got my last test clear for hep C. So that means that the hep C is no longer detectable in my blood. So when I started this journey, my hep C levels in my blood were 11 million. To be a normal functioning human, they should be below 15. So I was a little out of range. (laughs) Um, And so it's amazing to see now that six months later, there are, my levels went from 11 million to below 15. So I'm still learning the science of what exactly this is because it's, you know, I had chronic hep C. So I don't know how a treatment can cure something that's chronic. Uh, I have to look more into the science behind it because unfortunately, My doctors didn't think to educate me at all. So that's what I'll be doing. But you can find, I'll be doing an Instagram post. So you can find out, you know, the science behind that um, on my Instagram. And 
I'm, you know, I'll have some more answers then and there, but I just got the news and I wanted to share it, so that's a big yay. But what I'm talking about now is the fact that, yes, that issue is, you know, fixed, but there are a lot of root systems that are still bad, uh, such as my gut. It's actually been a freaking mess for probably the last two months since I finished treatment, and my concern is that the treatment was very powerful obviously, to work on something such as chronic hep C, and I'm just kind of worried of what it did to my gut. So, just because I've been having so many issues and struggles. So, after thinking on it a bit and looking around, I realized there are no doctors near me that I would trust to put the money in and the time in to see for my gut issues without having them just say, like, oh, go on this antibiotic or, oh, it's stress because I've had that happen to me so many times in the past. I've literally been turned away by four doctors already, I think, when I was younger, saying that my stomach issues were caused by stress. I think not because they're still here, doctors. So I found this program called Parsley Health and the best way I can think to explain it is it's kind of like functional medicine meets Western medicine and it's a fusion of the two. And they have in-person locations in like New York City, LA, and one other place, can't think of where, but then they also now have online care. So it was started by this one woman, I believe her name is Robin, and she now has an elite team of doctors. These are doctors that studied at like top medical schools. And from what I saw, they're all women so far. And what you do is like, so when you go on, you pick your plan. So I got my plan, I'm paying month by month, and it includes six doctor visits, six health coach visits, which are to help you, like, if you need to figure out food intolerances, anything like that. So, I might not need the health coaching as much because I'm already so aware of all this stuff, but it comes with the package, so you go with it. Uh, And then the testing, and so anyway, they include, like, your packaging. You pick what you want, and then you get to pick your doctor, which is what I like. So, you find a doctor that specializes in something that you're going through. So I'm finding one for gastrointestinal health, hormone health, and possible autoimmune markers. And there's like five doctors already I found that would be a suitable match. So that's what's so amazing is you pick your thing. And like, so then for your visits, you can go to the Insight location or you can do it online. And they're, I think, I want to say they're like 45 to 60 minutes, which is unreal because I've done these kind of things before and it was like a 30 minute call with your doctor. And for the same price, you'd get like two calls. So for this, it's just like 150 a month. And if you go online, you can see all the package and the cares. But anyway, it's just amazing. I'm so excited. And this is me being an advocate for my health because I'm, I found a program, a solution where I have 24 hour support from their support team. I'm able to get in touch with my doctor more. I'm able to ask for testing. I'm able to really explore both holistic and more Western things. Like they can still prescribe you prescriptions and drugs, like whatever you need. Because like I said, it's a fusion of like the functional holistic side with the Western. Anywho, I'm just so excited because it allows me to be my own health advocate, really ask for what I want, really be aware of everything that's going on. Whereas like now, like I said in the beginning, with this whole hep C thing, in my big wig doctor at a UPMC hospital in Pittsburgh, I've, I talked to the doctor twice, and ever since then, it's been, like, his nurses, and I can never get a clear-cut answer. All they want is for me to come in for an appointment, when that's a three-hour freaking drive that takes up my whole day, and I get to see them for, like, 20 minutes, so it's like, no, I'm done. 
I'm done with that system. So I'm trying out Parsley. I'll keep you guys posted. But as I said before, I just really wanted to bring that up into conversation because maybe it inspires you to go check them out and maybe it helps, you know, you reclaim your life. Woohoo! If it does, like I've inspired you. But nevertheless, it's just important to know what options you have. And like I said, that fits into today's episode because Holly is a professional model, but she's also a Lyme disease warrior, holistic health advocate, wellness guru, all around lovely human. And so as you're listening to today's episode with Holly and you're listening to, you know, the health things she's gone through, the treatments she's chose, the things she's decided to implement into her life, just keep in mind that you you can do that too. You can be your own advocate. And I think if there's anything that Holly and I would want you to take from this episode, it's that you have the power and the strength to be your own advocate. It can be scary to question your doctors or to ask for things, but in the long run, like without your health, you have nothing. So it's so important that you stand up for yourself. You be your own advocate because that's how Holly literally probably saved her life. And the same goes for me. No one wanted to test me for the hep C markers, but I implored, please do it, please do it, and look at what happened. So just, you know, keep that in mind, and just to give you a bit more background on what today's episode is actually about, besides my rambling, uh, we start with Holly's career in modeling, as it started when she was young, and it's actually really interesting because she kind of walks us through behind the scenes of the modeling process and how it progressed for her, some of her favorite campaigns, which... I love talking about things like that, the pros and cons of it, and and overall just how it's played into her life and how it still plays into her life even as she goes through all these health issues. So then she shares her health journey, and that's really when the symptoms began, how they affected her life, why the countless doctors were turning her away, and then the test and the moment where she really stood up for herself that changed everything. Then once she got her diagnosis of Lyme disease, we discuss how she started to restructure her life to support healing and promote healing. In this, we talk about how she did have a slight obsession with health for a while, but also how she worked through it, because that's the important part. Everyone, you know, we might all fall into obsession with health at some point. The important part is that you learn how to work through it. And she shares some pretty practical tips in this that I know I've applied in my own life as well. And then as the big, like, crazy kind of topic of the episode, we discuss the treatment that's really saving her life, bee venom therapy. I'm not going to try to explain it to you in here because it's over my head, but she does such a great job explaining how it works, why it's legitimate, and some of the results and like stories of others it's helped as well as herself. So you'll hear all about how she, you know, has to sting her herself for this bee venom therapy why it works, and it's just phenomenal. I was blown away and really gave me some respect for the bees. Not that I didn't respect them before, but dang, I mean, they're just magic little creatures. So if you want to learn more about anything we discuss, about Holly, her treatments, and her just fascinating life, find her on Instagram at wealthybelly, and that is spelled well thy belly. so W-E-L-L-T-H-Y-B-E-L-L-Y. And I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life, or maybe a new handle. You never know with me. <laughs> Just keep keep in touch. But if you like the show, share on your stories, tag us. We'd love to connect truly. And if you'd want to further support the show, you can always go to Let's Thrive on Apple Podcast, subscribe, and leave a rate and review. It would mean so much. And occasionally I pick a lucky winner to win some fun health wellness goods. So 
you never know, test your luck and support the show at the same time, right? <laughs> so without further ado, here's Holly. As you guys know, I'm all about eating a whole foods diet and supplementing when necessary for optimal health and wellness. That's why I'm so passionate about a favorite brand of mine and sponsor of the podcast, Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition offers hemp and CBD products that can enhance your daily wellness routine and aid in your health journey. Their products are organically grown, vigorously tested, and responsibly sourced in their home base of Colorado. And in case you're like I was just a few months ago, confused as to what CBD, hemp, or any of this means, let me explain. Hemp is in the same group as cannabis, but contains less than 0.3% of THC. It has been used and consumed by humans for ages and is a great source of plant-based protein, rich in essential amino acids, and supplies healthy omega-3 and 6 fats. Cured offers a variety of hemp products, like their hemp hearts that you can sprinkle on meals, blend in a smoothie, or bake into cookies. And the product I use daily is their mint hemp oil. I take a dose each morning and have seen immense relief of that early morning anxiety that so many of us can experience. More so, I firmly believe it's helped with my joint pain, which is something I've struggled with for two plus years now. In my last three months of testing cured products, I have seen drastic improvement. No more stretching four times a day just to relieve my joints, and I'm serious on that one. Now CBD, aka cannabidiloy, did I say that right? <laughs> it's a natural compound that is found in hemp and similar to THC, yet is not non-psychoactive. So no, it does not get you high. Cured has so many options for this too. Everything from a body salve, to dog treats, cookie dough, gel caps, and my personal favorites, the Zen and Rise capsules. I take the Cured Zen capsule every night for deep sleep and improved digestion. Thanks to their blend of CBD, magnesium, and super herbs such as ashwagandha and chamomile, I get a deep night's sleep plus the improved digestion from magnesium. The Cured Rise capsules are perfect for morning and act as like a natural stimulus to get you going. The blend is caffeine-free but composed of focus aids such as rhodiola and ginseng to craft the ideal nootropic supplement. Now, I really need this with my fatigue. That early morning, it just gets me going gets my brain alert, and I'm ready for the day. If you'd like to learn more about Cured Nutrition and their products, you can find them at curednutrition.com. And if you'd like to try a product or two, go ahead and use my code, Let's Thrive, to save $10 on your first order of $50 or more. Now there's no better time than the present to try something new and see the benefits of Cured Nutrition in your life. Thank you so much. Perfect. Sorry I was running round late but oh no it's okay sorry I had to reschedule a few times <laughs> no oh my gosh that's amazing though that you got like the shoots all of a sudden like does that usually happen like like will you just get a spontaneous call saying like you're in for a shoot today or yeah I mean not n normally like sometimes the same day but um like today was just casting so I just had to go meet with people and it takes like five minutes but yeah requires me to drive like 45 minutes and then back and then go to a different area. So sometimes it's just a lot, but yeah, well, yeah I no, modeling is pretty last minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I always laugh. Like when you, you'll share, you're like going, you're like flying across the world in like two days and you have like a couple of days to prep. And I'm like, I could not do that. Like I get so worked up about travel. I have to have like in a month advance notice and like get all my ducks in a row before I go anywhere. But <laughs> no, I know it's, 
I think I've just gotten used to it, but the older I've been getting, I've like liked being home. So now I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> just want to stay. Yeah. No, I, I feel <laughs> and then that. I get anxious. I'm like, oh God, this is sucks. This sucks. <laughs> what part of California are you in again? Like you're s- Southern, right? Or yeah, I'm in Brentwood. So near Santa Monica. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where I always, at? so I'm in Pennsylvania, but okay. <laughs> yeah, Got it. across, but, um, I, in California, like, I don't know. I still, I just went for like the first time last March. And that was when I realized like things are much farther apart than you think, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're not just going, oh, yeah. like, I wasn't just going to be going from LA where I was staying down to San Diego. Like, <laughs> like it took no, a bit think, more planning. like, Oh, I could do it in a day. You're like, no, like yeah. even just going Santa Monica to West Hollywood, like if you go at the wrong time, it can take you an hour and a half. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like you got to plan. And then with that chunk of time where the traffic is, you just have to go for it. <laughs> either stay at home and wait or like just prep for the traffic. <laughs> yeah. Add an extra time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do this with your busy schedule. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate it so much. And it was actually funny because I think the first podcast I ever heard you on was with Kelly Tennant, like the ceremony mm-hmm. wellness one. And I think, yeah. I don't know if you knew what your, like, I think you were still in the midst of like your, like you didn't know what your health issues were. And so then it was amazing. Cause like a couple months later I found you again and it was almost like you, like you had like an entirely new mindset. Like it was just so neat to see like the transition and I've just loved following ever since. Oh, and thanks. yeah. And then I had, um, Cameron from freckled foodie. Oh my God. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I love her. I know we had the best conversation and I had listened to you on her podcast and I was just like, I've got to have her on and Cameron just adores you. So I was like, we've got to make this happen. Yeah, so. no, I love, I love doing podcasts and no, Cameron's awesome. Our podcast together, I just felt like two girls just, we chatted about like the most random things. I feel like it wasn't even that like wellness related. It was just, yeah, but that's why, that's why it was so refreshing. Cause like, I started to get to a point where I can't listen to the same podcast because like it's too much. You know what I mean? Like you hear all yeah. the different trends and thoughts and stuff. So I've had That's to like so overwhelming. Yeah, like I'll pick like two health ones and then I'll have like Dak Shepherd's like for comedy and yeah. <laughs> like a few others. But that's it. So I appreciated yeah. it. It was a good change of pace. So No, I, I loved it. It was it was different and I liked being able to do that with her. Yeah. Well, with you, there is so much to talk about. Like I've already mentioned, there's the modeling and your health history and content creation for Instagram, the bee venom therapy, which absolutely blew my mind (laughs) when I heard you talk about it. I do when I first. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it makes it makes like sense. I don't know. I I think it's neat. So, but anyway, I did want to kind of start out with. I found you through social media, and I think that's where a lot of people have connected with you because it is like where you've been able to share everything. I love, like you were kind of saying about that podcast interview, you share such a unique blend of health and wellness, but also lifestyle. And then like real in the moment feelings you're experiencing. Like I love when you just come on and you're like, this is what I'm feeling today. And then you share your work with modeling and traveling. So when did you start your Instagram? Like what prompted you to get on and create your account and just keep at it? I started it about two and a half years ago, I think. And it was it was scary for me. I didn't want 
to do it really. Um, I had all these friends telling me like, you should create a, a place for all your recipes and your travel tips and your skincare things. Like that's th those are things that we want to know. And I had my normal personal account, which is my modeling account too. And I started to share things on there, but it just, it didn't feel like it was connecting right with people. And I don't know, like that page doesn't feel like it has a community. It's just kind of for work, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like I don't connect with anyone on that page. So I decided to take the plunge and start Wealthy Belly. And I'm so happy I did. But I mean, yeah, it was scary to kind of start a new chapter and be so vulnerable in a way I'd never been before. And even for the first few months, I would never talk to the camera. I would just like talk behind it and like show my food. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I remember my first post, I put it out there and I like threw my phone. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And I didn't even have any followers, but for some reason I was so freaked out to just be vulnerable and put things out there. And then to look back now and see how it's impacted people. <laughs> like, it's so cool. And like, I have friends now saying like, you've inspired me to, you know, do something different. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's wild. Cause I never imagined like it turning into what it's turned into. Well, and it's funny. Cause like, I don't know, you just assume, oh, someone models. So they must, you know, be comfortable in front of a camera or like doing something like that. But like the fact of the matter is like, it's a very different thing. Like, I feel like when modeling, everything's like, it's not, I don't know, maybe it's not, but it's not like you're the one making the initiative, you know, like people are oh, yeah, no. telling like, you I'm, what you're doing. Yeah. I'm a canvas, you know, <laughs> I go in and I'm just blank and then they put everything on me. They do my hair, my makeup. Like I'm just there to, you know, show the clothing or the products or whatever it is at, at that time. And it's not really, it's about me, but it's also not, you know, mm -hmm. um, and so, and also modeling is just photos. It's not me talking. So that's why I was so weirded out to like try to talk to a camera. Cause I'm like, I, I don't like, this seems so unnatural. I'm used to like, I, I don't know, like even with acting and going on commercial auditions and things like that freaks me out, like having to talk because that's, that's me. That's, that's my voice coming out. And with photos, it's just kind of your surface layer you know yeah. it's, it doesn't go too deep and so when you start speaking I feel like it just opens up you know a place to be so much more vulnerable and for people to criticize you and so like it always just was weird to start talking to a camera so I'm like <laughs> oh my god people could say my voice is annoying or <laughs> I don't talk right or I sound stupid and you know it's yeah it was nerve-wracking yeah. well I was I, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like I'm I'm always myself like on my stories when I do story and face the camera but it takes me like sometimes I take it in one take you know and it's done and posted but other times I swear like I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about like I'll just start rambling off onto a tangent I'm like no one needs to hear this like I need to redo this and yeah it's just it's so different because unless you I feel like unless you go into it with like a specific thing to say like I just end up rambling or I just completely lose the whole point of like the story story itself so yeah those oh, mystify okay. me the amount of times I look down and I'm like oh crap that's 15 clips I need to okay <laughs> I go back I'm like delete it all and let's consolidate it into five if I can and I just I wish you know, I don't it's hard to show that side of it 
because I feel like so many people just see stories and they think like, wow, like maybe they're so good at talking to the camera or they're so good at telling tips and things. I'm like, oh my God, do you know how many clips it takes me sometimes to be like, what am I trying to say? I fumble the words, I screw up the name or something (laughs) and like you just have to redo it all. And so, you know, I, I try to share that sometimes with the like photos and the camera roll. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm like trying to take a photo or a selfie, I'm like, just so you know, this is how many times it took just to like get one photo that I liked. I know. Like, I love when people share, it'll be like 20, 30, like just photos, photos, and then yeah. like one good one. And one that is the case. Photo. Like I'll have someone, ta- I'll have like my brother help me take a photo and I'll look at him. I'm like, these are all horrible. Like you, you suck. No, <laughs> I'm like, I just it don't just like them. It just takes one. Yeah. And then later, one, yeah. and then you're like, okay. <laughs> then it works yeah well so we we were mentioning your modeling so when did that start because I think you started kind of early right I started at 14 okay I I think I booked my first job when I was 15 but um my mom's friend's daughter did this competition thing and she ended up I don't know what she's doing now in the world I don't know her but (laughs) maybe she's still modeling but she ended up signing with an agency and she told my mom about it. My mom kept, you know, she asked me, hey, is this something you're interested in? Because every time I go to the mall, I, I grew up outside of Vegas. So my town was really small, but we would go into town, which was like 30 minutes away just to go shopping. And every time someone would stop me, like a scout or something, and be like, do you model? Like, you should model. And I'd be like, what are you ta- Like, what is that? I was 13, 14. Like, I don't know what modeling is. I didn't realize it it was like a job or a career. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me if I wanted to explore it or at least try this. And I said, all right, like, I don't know what to expect. So we drove out to LA for this tiny little convention. And then a woman comes up to us after and said she wanted us to like stay in contact with her for the next year because I was still a little too short. Um, and so I think I was yeah, 15 when we first sent her my photos from homecoming. And she's like, done, we're going to sign you. That's it. And she's still my manager today. So that's like, what, 13 years later or something? Um, 14 years later? Yeah, it's crazy. So that happened. And then she put me into another competition called IMTA in LA. And it was like a five day long competition of me like walking on stage and doing like fake photo shoots and all this stuff is crazy and it's every there's an agent from every agency in the world there watching you to see like are we interested in any of these people there's like thousands of people there wow and in my age group you know there was probably a couple hundred people and I ended up getting runner-up for my age group and then I signed with a few agencies and then that kind of just how it happened that's actually amazing like it's just so crazy and I I too am from a small town like we have mate we have like two grocery stores you know and then like everything yeah, else you're out of town like 3,000 people here like it's so funny when you can come from a place like that and then like get into something so big you know what I mean and it's yeah. just one of those like pinch me moments but what would you say like has been your f- some of like one or two or three, I don't know, of your favorite campaigns you've worked on, like a really neat experience that this entire modeling journey has taken you on. So the first one was for this 
jewelry company called Tarina Tarantino. And she does this really very like sparkly and colorful jewelry. It looks like kind of costume jewelry, but it's really well done. And she did a Wizard of Oz campaign because it was like the anniversary of Wizard of Oz. I don't know if it was like the 50 year anniversary or I don't know, one of those <laughs> things. And so they did a collaboration and I was booked as Dorothy and um, Kelly Osborne was booked as Glenda the Good Witch. Debbie Mazar was um, like the Bad Witch. And it was just crazy. I remember driving to LA and my agent calling my mom being like, okay, so there's going to be celebrities on set. You know, this, make sure she's cool, whatever. I was like, oh my God, celebrities? What do you mean? Like I have to hang out with celebrities all day? I think I was 16. And it was just so crazy. And then I get to the shoot and it was just like, I felt so pampered and glamorous and I was getting my nails done and my hair done. And everyone was like, it was just so surreal. It was like the first really big photo shoot I had ever been on. And then it was a two day photo shoot. And then after that, like a few months later was the like red carpet thing for Wizard of Oz and the anniversary okay. and the jewelry campaign. And so they had, I needed to be there. So we came back to LA. It was at Fitum downtown and I had to walk a red carpet and answer questions. And I was so, Oh, I was like, Oh my God, I was so nervous. My voice was probably shaky, but I had my, really pretty beautiful dress on and it was so surreal and so cool um and then after that i had a exclusive bare minerals contract for a year so i couldn't do any other beauty jobs for that year and that was awesome because contracts are really hard to come by now in modeling it's not super common so when you get one that's it's a big deal so i had that so i was basically kind of the face of bare minerals for a while and then I've done like Estee Lauder and then I just did a vital proteins campaign for yeah. <laughs> their collagen water and that was so cool because it was just like a mix of my two worlds my modeling world and my vulnerable wealthy belly world and that was that was crazy and it was on billboards and I was just Chicago gonna say and, <laughs> and magazines and in the airport I had so many people sending it to me and that was that was really cool just because it was actually a company I really, really love and use. So. Well, yeah. yeah. And like you said, it's like the fusion of two of your, like your two big passions. Yeah. That life. never happens. You know, I always work for companies that I've even never, never heard of or, and you know, it's just, it's a job. This is my job. I yeah. don't really put my opinion too much into the modeling things like I do on wealthy belly, wealthy belly. <laughs> oh my God. I would never promote some of the things that I, model for but you know this is my livelihood it's hard to really stand your ground if you're not at that level to be able to yeah and like I think it's all about finding a balance anyway because yeah I don't know like I know I myself you know I've been in like the throes of orthorexia where you're just obsessed with everything health you know and it's like yeah you take it too far and like the other day I think you post something on your stories about how you were on a set and like the makeup or something they were putting on you wasn't like you were saying it was probably not non-toxic. Oh yeah. It's never like, is. <laughs> important. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but you like, it's not going to kill you. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. I'm that, just like, like once in a while time. And so, yeah, I think it, I think it's like a good balance practice. Like it keeps you in line. <laughs> totally. And that's what I need. Cause I've, I can really go deep in one lane and it, 
my boyfriend's really good at trying to make me realize like, okay, you need to practice balance. He's like, I, he always says everything in moderation, including moderation. So <laughs> he lives a very balanced life. I used to not, and now I am. Um, but yeah, when it comes to makeup, like my personal care products and everything at home is pretty much all non-toxic. But when I go to work, you know, I kind of just have to put that to the side. I'll bring a couple things if I can, but you know, you just kind of got to go with the flow. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, and I mean, for you, especially, I feel like the reason, like, you know, we're talking about health and wellness a lot. And so you've had your own like fair share of health issues and you're still obviously working through them. So like, when did that start? And yeah, I guess like just when, when did that really start for you? Because I, I feel like I remembered from your other podcast interviews, like it was pretty sudden, but like, how did that change your life in general? I guess like with modeling and just even like the day-to-day life, because that's, it's not an easy change to go through, especially when it happens so sudden and you're just blindsided, completely blindsided. I mean, it, my life pretty much got turned upside down all within a couple of weeks. I feel like I didn't know what was happening. This was four and a half years ago. Um, yeah, four and a half years ago, I just started to get really, really bad, like gut issues and digestion issues. And I used to, I grew up eating whatever I wanted, even up until four years ago, I was not too strict about dairy and gluten and grains and legumes and like all these things. I just kind of was like, my, I had normal pizza multiple times a month. (laughs) Pizza and wings was my thing. Like everyone called me the pizza queen. I, <laughs> I loved pizza and I loved buffalo wings and brownies. And, you know, I loved everything. And I was still trying to eat that way. And all of a sudden it just was not working with my body. And I remember one night being in so much pain, in fetal position, crying. And I like, it's gross, but I ended up throwing up because I was burping so hard because I just, I, I didn't know what was happening and I was crying and I'm like, Oh my God, I was so bloated for probably three days after that. Even though the next two days I just ate like super, super simple foods. Um, And so that, that all started with fatigue and brain fog. And then it kind of made me spiral into really becoming passionate about nutrition and food. And that's when I started testing out elimination diets and removing certain foods. Um, And then about four months after all that happened, my boyfriend finally said, hey, you need to go to a doctor because something's going on and you're in pain a lot and you're bloated and you're complaining and like something's not right. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So he put me in touch with a functional medicine doctor because I just knew deep down in my gut what I needed needed to be holistic. So I didn't really go the Western medicine path at all in the beginning. Um, And so... Yeah, I went to a doctor and he said I had leaky gut and was malnourished and vitamin deficiencies and just needed to really up my vitamin game, heal my gut, all these things. And it helped, but I just, I knew deep down, like, okay, something's still up. I'm feeling a little better. And with modeling, that was so hard because I would go to set and every day I would get brain fog and fatigue for, I mean, mainly brain fog for probably three to four hours a day, like in the middle of the day where it was just like a sheet came over me and I just couldn't talk. I couldn't function. Well, and if you don't know what it is, like it's 
horrible. Yeah, like you just I was feel like, what's happening? Like I'm yeah. so tired and I don't want to talk to anyone and I have no personality. And I was, I was like that almost every day for three years. And it, it was just, it was getting to me. And so I became pretty obsessive with health and trying to feel my best. And I didn't care how, like, thankfully with modeling, like, yeah, I, I make good money. And so I was just like, I don't care how much it costs. Like I'll go to every freaking doctor if I have to, I want to get every test done. Like I was determined to feel better. Um, and then last I went to a bunch of doctors along the way and no one could really help me. And I just started to get really discouraged. And so, um, I had realized I saw someone on Instagram talking about Lyme disease and their symptoms. I was like, huh, interesting that they're more severe than I am, but kind of sounds like what I have. And I started researching it and then I started to realize like, okay, I might have this. And this is the one thing I haven't been tested for. And I've been tested for a lot of things. So I had just started seeing a new doctor and I went to her. I was like, look, I am at my wits end with this health journey I'm on and I'm tired. I don't want to do testing. I just want to feel better, but I don't know how to do it. And if this comes back negative, I'm going to need a break. Like I'm just going to have to suck it up and just ride it out for a little while because I'm exhausted. And so we ended up running the Lyme test through Igenics per my request because I'd heard that's like the best one to do it through. And last September, it came back positive and I was like, oh my God, I freaking figured it out. And that's kind of what's led me to kind of where I'm at now. But yeah, it was, it took a long time to get to that point. Yeah. And I think it is, it's so exhausting. Like first the symptoms start, like I've been similar places you and it's like the symptoms start up and you don't know, like if you're over exaggerating, if you're semi crazy, like sometimes you don't always outwardly look ill, but then like inside it's just total, you know, shit show. And then like similar to you, I just, it's so hard too. Cause if you want to go the holistic route with any sort of functional medicine, it's so expensive and yeah yeah, and like if like here it's so hard for me to find somebody and I finally did and like you know almost two thousand dollars later same thing it was like they like I I had a gut feeling I was like it's more than this they said it's like gut issues I did like the whole supplement regimen and like it helped the symptoms a bit but then like everything comes back and it's just so mentally taxing to constantly be like getting tested and then you're waiting for results like anxiously and then they come back negative and you you just feel like what's what's you're defeated you're like now what like am I is I started to just I was at the point where I was like I'm just gonna have to accept that this is how I'm gonna be for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and that sucked because I was so vibrant and fun and energetic and was always out doing things. And then I turned to like this hermit where I just wanted to stay home. I was scared to go out with friends. I stopped drinking alcohol because it just made me feel so awful. I would hang out with friends then go home, cook my own dinner and then go meet up with them again if I had enough energy. And it just was, it was taxing on me and it was exhausting. And it just, I was just like, this isn't what I'm here for. This isn't what my life was supposed to be. Like, I don't want to be like, a prisoner to food and fatigue and all these issues and you know it sucks and so I feel for everyone out there that is going through this and doesn't have the answers yet because I've been there 
And I never thought I'd get to this point where I was like, wow, I'm actually feeling better. Was like, how was your relationship with your boyfriend, Carrie, right? Like during this time, how did, like you said, he was the one that kind of got you on track with the functional medicine doctor, but like, how was it to live with someone where like they can't, or to be with someone, I mean, where like they can't always feel the extent of what you're feeling. Cause like I mentioned, and like, as you were saying, a lot of it is internally and like, I don't know, unless you go through it, you can't really understand like how much it messes with someone. Yeah. Well, poor thing. He had me, when we first started dating, I was still fine. I was my normal self, you know, it was fun. would go out, take tequila shots, fireball, stay up late, eat pizza. Like I was like, he was like, you're the dream girl. Like you just want to like go out party and have pizza. Like this is awesome. And why, you know, of course I was 22 at the time and you know, you're young and fun. And then I moved to New York and that's when everything started to change. Mm -hmm. And so we did a year long distance. And so the first year was when like, I was still trying to figure everything out. And so maybe it's a good thing that he wasn't with me every day because he wasn't able to fully see like how I actually felt um, and all the things I was doing just to like feel okay. But it's when I moved back and when we moved in together that he really saw like this whole other side of me of like, Oh wow, this is how you are. Like every moment of the day. Um, and he would, he would just be like, Hey, it's okay. Just relax. He'd be like, I can't relax about this. Like my stomach will go up in flames and my gut will, if I eat that, like I can't do it. And then, you know, he did have a conversation with me. He was worried. He, he didn't know what was happening. And I think he, out of, just love he was asking me like are you like you're sure something's wrong right like this isn't you just trying to be like as healthy as you can right like this you know he was coming from like orthorexia but he didn't even know that that was a thing or that was a term he just wanted to make sure like I like knew deep down like something was wrong and it wasn't me just becoming like obsessive over food um and then I think from that point on, he was like, okay, like something's up and we're going to figure it out. Um, and then when I got the Lyme diagnosis, he was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also like, okay, like this is good. Now you, now you know, and this is what you've been looking for. But I mean, it was hard, you know. It, I went from being super social and would go out all the time to like, oh, well, I can't eat there. Can we go somewhere else? And that's hard. And that's hard for someone else that's never had health issues, which he's never had. And he didn't get it. Um, but he was so, so supportive. And I'm thankful I had him by my side. I know, you know, disease and sickness and everything can really um, take a toll on mm-hmm. relationships. Well, I imagine it's like only made you guys probably 10 times stronger. I mean, yeah. I always say like, if people can go through health issues together, whether it's friend, like even friendships, like it's crazy how even friends can change when health issues start popping up and you start acting differently, you know, like they just disappear. So I can only imagine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've changed because I feel like crap. (laughs) He's trying to survive over here. Yeah. yeah. But lately I've been thinking, I'm like, you know, and like the wedding vows, they say in sickness and in health, I'm like, well, we've already been through the sickness part. So think we're good yeah you're here you're here for the long run (laughs) you're set 
Has it, do you think it's like influenced him to care more about his health? Like, has he, have you seen him shift in more like holistic or like health centered ways because of everything you've gone through and everything you like live by? Oh, definitely. He, when we first started dating, like, oh my God, I would come over to his place and be like, let me see your fridge. Like, I need to see what's in here. Or like, what do you eat for breakfast? And he would show me and he'd be eating like 50 grams of sugar in the morning just from like yogurt and granola and then this and that. And he'd be like, what? It's healthy. It's yogurt. It's, it's granola. I'm like, look at this granola. Look at all these ingredients. This is crazy. And he loves his bread and his pasta. And he's like, got a huge sweet tooth. And um, then I think he started to see my lifestyle and, um, you know, he's picked up on things along the way, but like I said, he's all about moderation and balance. So he does eat the way I eat pretty much whenever I'm home. Um, I'll make food for me and he'll either eat it or I'm like, or you can order food. I don't care. But in the beginning I was like really wanting to control him and mm-hmm. like his food and make him perfect in like a mirror image of me. And I could see that was not working. He was not down with that. And so I was like, okay, look, this is exhausting on me to try to make you want to live a healthier lifestyle. Like I can't do it for you. I need you to do this for yourself. So I really had to take a step back and like let go of control, which was hard. But um, no, we did an owl Venice cleanse. It's like this bone broth hemp milkshake cleanse you can do like four six or eight day cleanse they're out here in venice but they ship uh nationwide and oh i didn't realize they ship nationwide yeah 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 okay (laughs) they'll ship the bone broths and then the hemp milkshakes they ship like the dry ingredients and then you just have to go buy like the squash the beets and like the water i mean obviously water but like that's it yeah yeah. so you you blend the things at home if you live in la you can pick it up already pre-made um but that was his first cleanse he had ever done. So we both did a four-day one together and he was blown away. He's like, I didn't know you could feel this good from food. Aww. He's like, I feel so clear-headed and I'm sleeping so well. I was like, see? I'm like, oh my God. It was like a huge victory for me to hear him say that. And now he keeps bugging me because he's like, when can we do another one? <laughs> so he's there. He's slowly. And I'll hear him tell his mom sometimes like, mom, that's not organic. Like you can't eat that. Or mom, I don't want to put that on my body. I'm like, yes, yes, it's working. He's listening. He's hearing me. Even though I feel like sometimes he doesn't, but nope, he's listening. No, it's so funny. I was the same way with my brother where like when I started to get really sick, I just wanted, yeah, like you said, like, it's like, you want them to be you. It's like, yeah, I'm not I'm feeling like, good. I, know I want you to feel stuff. good. Yeah. I'm like, I know all this stuff. How could you possibly want to eat that after you know it? And then you're just like, because whatever. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're frustrating me. <laughs> but then like, it's so funny because the moment you let go of control, like, like you oh said, like, God. it's like they just yeah. pick up on it. And then all of a sudden my it's brother's a, I, asking me for like some of my almond, you know, like it just, it's crazy yeah. how, how it works like that. <laughs> my thing now with Carrie is I just leave little breadcrumbs around him. <laughs> of health things and foods and workouts and things. And then I just, I wait and see what he'll like gravitate towards and he'll, he'll pick it up on his own. I can't shove it down his throat. That just doesn't work. So that's, that was a learning, learning lesson for me. Have you like, are you into any other like spiritual, like, so like Reiki or 
meditation, like anything like that? Have you gotten started in that and like he's picked up on it as well or? Yeah. So I've always been like, I love crystals. I don't necessarily know exactly what they all do, but I just (laughs) love them. (laughs) I'll hold them and be like, it's doing something. I don't know which one it is, but I love crystals. Um, I've actually never done Reiki, which I would love to do, but I love breath work. I think breath Mm -hmm. breath work is super powerful. And um, I did ayahuasca two two years ago, I think, um, for just healing things. And, you know, I lost my father when I was two and a half and I had never properly grieved it. And so that was like my main intention for going to it. And that really opened me up to wanting a more like spiritual practice. Um, but I love yoga. I try to meditate. I'm not, it's, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. You gotta do it. <laughs> God. Um, but in journaling, I have these like goddess guidance cards. Like I'm totally spiritual and I'm like woo woo and mm-hmm. love it all. Even if it's, I think it's real, but some people don't and that's fine. Um, but Carrie, like I, I took us to like a meditation class together, which was like his first one to do as well. And he just became so fascinated with it. And so he reads all these meditation books now. And like he went to a retreat and he does different types of meditation. Like he's like a meditation guru now. And he's like always telling me like, no, you need to do this. And you need to free yourself of self yourself in your body and find out where holly is because she's not in you you know and i'm like whoa so he's really (laughs) ran with that um and breath work too as well so that's been cool and uh, we actually talked about the other day where i was like i kind of feel like i'm like your your uh my god what's it called sherpa oh (laughs) i I feel like i'm your sherpa because he's opening up into his own beautiful like spiritual person and I was like I feel like I'm your Sherpa through this life like I'm like bringing you all these really great wellness and mindfulness things and I'll and then you like pick them up and then you become like a master in them and I'm just here to be like okay cool like now what's next I'm the guinea pig yeah I'll go try everything um yeah but no I'm I really want to get better at meditation that's my thing for this year I need it my brain goes crazy I can't stop talking in my head and I just I know. need to like meditate and journal and I feel like <sighs> that'd be a good place to be at yeah I'm similar in that meditation just when I when I can manage it I feel it's one of those like why don't I do this more often and then the next day it's I just I'm like oh I don't have time but yeah it's like yeah. yoga yep yep in my mind I'm like oh, yoga it's probably not enough and I go to yoga, I'm like, that kicked my ass. Yeah. I need to do that way more. Wow, I feel amazing. My brain feels amazing. My body feels amazing. And then I don't know why. Yoga is just hard for me to get to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm the same way. And like, so you did the ayahuasca. And so I, I haven't done that, but I've done Reiki twice now. And so I lost my mom when I was like 10, not nine, 10 years old too. And Reiki was like, huge because like I don't know for you but like for me it was the first time where it was like I even acknowledged the fact that like you're holding on to that pain you know what I mean like like it stays in you and you don't realize like you like I saw in like I saw and felt things that like I can't even put into words and like you know I don't know how your ayahuasca journey went but like I know with the Reiki it was just so powerful and 
that was the first time that I even opened up to spirituality. Cause like, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, like you said, like yes. people call it woo woo. I'm like, it's a way for me to connect a lot of things totally. that have like happened in my life. And I think like having that one experience opened me up to meditation, to even like journaling, like writing out my thoughts, breath work. Like it was just like the door opened, like the door that opened me to everything. So I can yeah. see like what you mean by how it, it's kind of like the start of a journey almost. But. It, yeah, it like planted the seed and then it's kind of started to blossom into, yeah. you know, being curious about all this stuff, which is cool. I think it's incredible and can help a lot of people. Well, and beyond the day-to-day health stuff and, you know, any other practices you do, the main thing you do that is absolutely fascinating is bee venom therapy, which (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like blown away by. So like, could you give like a summation of what it, what it is just for anyone unfamiliar and why you chose to go with it as your route of healing? Yeah, so bee venom therapy, I mean, bee venom's been used for thousands and thousands of years. I think it was even thought to be maybe the first form of acupuncture using their stingers. Um, So bee venom contains, why it's used for Lyme disease is because it contains this component called, uh, this ingredient called melatonin, and it's like the one thing that can bust through these biofilms that go around your um, cells and the bacteria and everything. And so that's why it's been so effective for bee venom is because it can fully eradicate the bacteria from your body. Whereas other treatments, Lyme bacteria is really, really smart because once it knows it's being attacked, it goes into hiding. So it'll go hide in your lymph, in your tissue, um, in your brain. And so the, the bacteria doesn't view bee venom as a threat. So it just can go at it and kill it all. Um, but yeah, so you sting yourself three times a week, you work your way up 10 stings in a session. So you start with one sting and then a few weeks later you go up to two stings. A few weeks later, later you go up to three stings. So it took me about five months to get up to 10 stings. Um, Some people it takes three months. It just depends on your histamine load, um, how if your immune system is active or not. Like my immune system was pretty active, but the swelling I had on my back when I first started, like I had golf ball size, I mean softball size welts going down my back um, from each sting, and they would last like four days. They're red and itchy, and it was awful. But now they're smaller than a dime. Like they're so tiny. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I had a girlfriend named Brooke. She's the everyday expert on Instagram. She cured herself of Lyme disease a few years ago. She was bedridden. She couldn't walk. She lost motor skills. She was a skeleton. Like she, doctors didn't know how she was alive and she had done everything under the sun to try to, to beat this and nothing was working. It was helping keep her alive. Like she did everything Western and holistic. And so she started doing bee venom and about four months in, she was probably already 50, 50% better. And, um, she just was like, whoa, whoa, this is crazy. So she kept doing it and she's been free of Lyme for four years now and no symptoms, nothing. And so when I got diagnosed, I called her 
And I remember when she told me her story, I'm like, that's freaking crazy. I'm so happy I don't have Lyme disease. I would never do that. Karma, no. God, and then I called her. Um, well, because in the beginning, I had all um, uh, a lot of my issues, I thought, were stemming around Hashimoto's. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, the autoimmune thyroid yeah. condition. Um, and now that I've been doing bee venom and have started to heal myself, I have no signs of autoimmune issues. So it was like the Lyme turned on the autoimmune issues, which came up as Hashimoto's, but like my thyroid's fine. Like I have nothing wrong with my thyroid. So that's what was crazy. Um, And so she knew from just like my symptoms when I was talking to her a few months before that she was like, oh, I feel like she might have Lyme disease, but she didn't want to freak me out and tell me. Um, and so I ended up getting the test done and she was like, okay, like I'll guide you through this if you want to go this route. But if you don't, I totally get it. That's, that's fine. And I was like, are you kidding me? No, like I saw you, like you're my proof. Like that's all I need. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I chose that route. And then I also met with this beekeeper because bee venom works for a lot of other things too. Um, MS, rheumatoid arthritis, um, fibromyalgia can boost your fertility. It's, it's crazy. Bee venom is like very, very effective for a lot of things. And I met with this beekeeper in Ojai and he had had his leg amputated at a young age and doctors wanted to re-amputate it because he had lost all circulation in like the area where it was amputated. Um, and there was so much scar tissue And he was like, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get more of my leg cut off. And he's older. He's like 70 now. And he's a beekeeper. And he said, no, like I've been hearing all these things about bee venom. This was like 40 years ago. And so he said, I just need your your permission and your support to his doctor um, to do this. So he started stinging all around his leg where like all the scar tissue was and where there was no circulation. Six months later, he went back into the doctor and the doctor's like, wow, we don't have to reamputate. All the scar tissue's gone, circulation's back. They were like, this is incredible. Um, so a lot of beekeepers, they know like just getting stung by the bees when they're working on them, like there's, there's a lot of healing benefits to their venom. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, you know. Yeah. And like what you were saying about how you had, like you were told you had Hashimoto's, like, isn't the diagnosis rate of Lyme crazy? Like I had a friend whose boyfriend has Lyme and it took him, I think eight testing, eight testings to show up as positive. It's like, you imagine how many people have like Hashimoto's and like, maybe it just seems like none of their medications are working or whatever. And it's like, I just, it scares me sometimes to think of how many undiagnosed cases of it there could be. Oh my gosh, there are hundreds of thousands of undiagnosed. And there's um, actually a lot of people that are first diagnosed with MS actually end up having Lyme. And it's just the symptoms are like a mirror image of each other. They look Mm -hmm. exactly the same. So if there's anyone listening has MS or knows anyone with MS, have them get tested for Lyme too, because that could be the missing piece to the puzzle too. But yeah, it's, it's wild. 
how Lyme can like just look like other diseases and turn on certain things in your body. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's with with crazy. that hygienics test you got. Like, does that is it like so well known because it's like it'll catch Lyme? Like, is like if you want to be tested for Lyme, will that test like be more likely to prove positive if you have it, or is it just yeah. more reliable? Like more reliable, but they also test. Um, a larger amount of strains and different amount of strains okay. of Lyme disease and other co-infections. So Bartonella, Babesia, um, you know, Rocky Mountain Sprouted Fever. And Igenix is a privately owned lab, so they don't have to go through the CDC. Okay. Which is okay. why they're more reliable because the CDC has like a very small window of things that they approve as being considered Lyme disease, that you have Lyme disease. And when you test through hygienics, they show you what the CDC would have diagnosed you as. And I had like four different strains of Lyme come up and Babesia. And just because I think the CDC had said if I had two of them or something, that meant like I didn't have Lyme. But it was like the ones that came up on the hygienics ones didn't come up on the CDC one. So the CDC one said I didn't have Lyme disease. Yeah. So then See, I would have just gone on searching and been like, okay, well now what? So yep. it's, it's expensive and it's more pricey, but like, you, you know, there's tests out there that just don't give you the results that, that you need. I know. And I just, I was so curious cause I've been debating. I've had my fair share of health issues that are like very similar to yours. And I grew, I grew up in the woods in Pennsylvania. Like I've had ticks around me and, you know, on me all my life. And but like, it was just so frustrating because when I was doing my initial testing, it was just like the local hospital, you know what I mean? Like CDC yeah. one. And it's so frustrating because I mean, even down to the point where like I have high autoimmune factors and it's like, I, I it was like, I got three different diagnoses and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like we picked the biggest issue and we healed that. We healed that. We'll see. <laughs> Cause I'm starting to experience my symptoms all over again, but like, you know, I've just been really debating. And so I hadn't heard of that hygienic test yet. So that's why I was curious that it's, I mean, it's like worth a shot. Cause like we were saying before, yeah. like I, it, it's maddening. Like you can only do so many tests. So. Oh yeah. And with Lyme, it's just, it's so sad that it's just, it's not recognized by the healthcare system really. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many people that believe it's not real. I'm like, well then what the hell is it? How is this not real? I know. You know, like, or yeah, like insurance doesn't cover a dime towards mm-hmm. Lyme disease, which is ridiculous. There's it's, people dying and just feeling completely awful and on their deathbed. Like, how can you not well, help it, them get better? Yeah. And it's, I saw some statistic. isn't it like one of the most, like we all think of cancer as being one of the most like rampant, you know, diseases. It's more whatever. common than breast cancer. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought and breast that's cancer what I saw. is so common and it's yeah. more common than that. And yet it doesn't get any funding. It doesn't get any recognition. No, it's, it's awful. I know. Have you been able to like work with any groups or organizations in the Lyme community? Like to like, have you, have you been able to find like any sort of support group or community like where you've been able to you know, find other people that are going through like the similar struggle or like, has it been kind of um, solo? There is, I mean, I know a couple people that have it. 
here in LA. Um, one of my best friends got diagnosed like not long after I got diagnosed because she, we've had similar symptoms and she was curious. And then she ended up getting tested. She's like, Oh my God, like I have it now. Um, so, you know, I have her, I have Brooke as support, um, the balanced blonde, Jordan younger, she's Mm. here in LA. Um, she has it as well. Like there's a small community here of people that are going through it, but, um, a friend, Evan, Evan created this app. I'm just looking it up. It's called WANA, W-A-N-A. And it's an app that helps make a community out of whatever symptoms and disease or whatever you're going through. So it's like an online platform that can connect you with people that have similar things going on. So you feel like you're not alone, which is so cool. Um, I don't know if it's launched yet though, but yeah, no, I haven't. No, don't really have like, Mm-hmm. solid community or anything um I would love to get more involved though especially if I beat this like yeah I want to I want to get out there and try and help people how much longer do you have to do like the therapy the bee venom therapy to yeah, get so some sort of answer it's a two to three year protocol depending on your symptoms how badly you have Lyme and if you've been bit multiple times and infected multiple times. I think I was only infected once. My, I was still very, very functional when I had it. Well, mm-hmm. I still have it, but when I was in like the worst part of it. Um, so for me, I think I'll be done around two years and I've been doing it for a year and two months. So oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 10 months, maybe 10, 10 to 12 months left. I'll sting probably a little longer after just to make sure like I'm fully getting it all but then I'll stop for a couple months see if any symptoms pop up and then I'll probably retest just to see and fingers crossed I'm done with it and it's it's gone that would be amazing I can close this chapter that would be absolutely amazing and you formed quite a connection with the bees by now I I imagine I know you were talking about that on the podcast and you had um it was like a necklace or something. The one time I remember you guys had like bee necklaces. Yeah. From, I forget where it was. I <laughs> Logan, just... Logan Hollowell. She okay. created these bee necklaces with um, Carly Stein from Beekeepers Natural. That's, yeah, that was it. Okay. They did a collaboration. <laughs> and so like a portion of the sales from each necklace sold was going to the, I think UC Davis Bee Research Foundation, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I'm... I see bees all the time now. I'm just like, oh, hi. (laughs) There's a meme on Instagram and it's like when there's bees flying around and you see one and and when you love bees, you're like, hey, do you need need some water? Do you want to like come on my hand? Do you want to like, do you need a ride anywhere? And I feel like that's me. I just see them and I'm like, oh, hi. You know, and it, I get a lot of, a few hate messages here and there because Mm -hmm. the bees do die, unfortunately, when you use them. and it gets, it, it sucks longer and longer as you go into it. Like, I, I feel so bad, but they're serving a purpose and it's kind of like full circle in a way I try to view yeah. it. Um, and I try to treat it as ceremonial as possible and give my thanks to them and appreciate their life and their healing powers that they're giving me. But uh, yeah, no, I'm like fully obsessed with bees now and want to have my own beehive and <laughs> do whatever I can to help them. Yeah. That'd be amazing. And I think it's, you know, 
it's like your spirit animal, like your cause to rally behind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I think it's so beautiful that you obviously care. Like to you, it, it definitely seems like an equal energy exchange of you're appreciating like everything they're doing, like they're saving your yeah. life. So yeah. Yeah. Screw the haters, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you have Lyme disease? If you don't, yeah. then you can't say anything. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, where can people find you to learn? Like, like I said, I love how you share such a broad range of like everything. It's not oversaturated, like health, this or, you know, yada, yada. It's just the perfect blend. So where can people find you? Uh, right now I'm just on Instagram. Um, it's wealthy belly. It looks like well, thy belly, but it's (laughs) wealthy belly. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Perfect. Cool. What an episode that was full of so much to take away, whether it was a little bit of joy from how fun and how much laughter we had in this episode or something more serious from all the health talk, Lyme disease, testing, being your own health advocate, even modeling as a career. I just love that we touched on so many topics and hopefully it resonates with even more of you. So if it did, tag us on your stories if you share the podcast or you can just connect with us. Find Holly on Instagram at WealthyBelly. That is spelled W-E-L-L-T-H-Y-B-E-L-L-Y. And I'm on Instagram at Thrive underscore on life. Happy as always to connect with you in any way possible. If you'd like to further support the show, which would mean so much, you can go on Apple Podcasts, search Let's Thrive, the podcast, leave a rate and review, and maybe even subscribe. would mean so much, and I would be sending you a virtual hug, you know? And sometimes I pick someone to pick a lucky prize of health wellness goods. So test your luck and support the show. It would mean so much. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.